Oh, welcome back to another episode of the working studio title for the record, though that will not be our official title. It at least gives you an idea of uh, where we're headed today, tonight, rather. I am joined by the beautiful, the smart, the badass, Nikki Hunt and Laura Hudson. What is up, guys? Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm like, <clears throat> dude, we, we had so much fun. Again, most people, if you're going to bank episodes, don't say that. And they might even change their shirt or something, so it looks like we came on another day. But uh, there's an inappropriate joke in there somewhere, but I'll, I'll, I'll breeze right over it. Um, we don't do that here. We, we tell these guys what's up. We're banking this, baby. We had such a good time on the first episode that we were like, you know what, let's just bank another one while we're all here. And uh, here we are. Yeah. So I would ask you guys normally how you're feeling, but we literally just talked about it. Yeah, we feel great. We're having fun. Amazing. Do you guys do you guys like the podcast world? I love the podcast world. I've been listening to the podcast world so long that I've been like dying to do a podcast or be on a podcast. Well, you need to do one. Yeah. We need I know. to talk seriously about that idea. Seriously. And you guys we were I was telling them on we did a little a little uh, food break and I was saying that they need to uh, co-host this when I'm away because you guys would kill this. Yeah, it'd be fun. Mm. You guys would absolutely Hell kill yeah. it. I could work the buttons. Yeah, oh, it's not it's really not yeah, it's very straightforward. Um what are you trying to say, Dan? <laughs> I'm saying it's too simple for you. Sweaty bones. You're too, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're too good for this. Um, Laura, do you listen to podcasts? I have never listened to a podcast. Oh my no, God. We need to break her virginity. Well, hold on a second. Oh, Wait Nikki. a minute. We Wait need a minute. To pop I will tell you. Podcast cherry. Yeah. So hold on a second. I will tell you a little story. Oh God. My sister, who I told you about earlier from Connecticut, who I have only known for a couple years, we actually smoke some pot. Oh my God, I love this. Okay, so we smoke some pot and then we went to bed. Only she thought her podcast was in her earphones, but we were so baked, it oh wasn't. No. And it was like on 11 and I tried to sleep to her podcast. She had no idea it was that loud and I just dealt with it because I couldn't move in my bed. Dude, so your experience of podcast <laughs> is torment, just complete torment. Yeah, sort of, you know, in the best possible way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's real, real. So you and your sister should get baked and then have a podcast. Oh my God, True you story, would kill that. The right? funny thing is about this, this is the thing about like and new age. And you should age. call it baked goods, right? Oh yes. my God. Mm-hmm. Give me the nux. Give me the nux. We need one. <laughs> you should, um, the funny thing about you is knowing your mind. It, it, the, the, the funny thing is, it's the age and like new age bullshit, right? Because not, not spirituality, but new age tech. Like podcasts are such cutting edge. That, well, they're not. I mean, they've been out for a decade and change or more. Yeah. I don't remember when Corolla and Rogan started, but it was a long time back. The thing is, though, you are so good at talking at length and in, in a deep subject matter about certain things. Like you're born for a podcast. Cool. And you don't listen to them. We need no. to send Laura like no, no, right. baskets of podcasts. Yeah. You're going to be obsessed. Yeah. I Sorry be. in advance for so, the sleep loss. The, the the last the, when we were talking earlier, I mentioned Jay Shetty, and Jay Shetty has the number one podcast in the world, and it's called On Purpose, and he interviews tons of celebrities, and then he'll do his own version of just. And when I say own version, I mean what I mean to say is that he'll just talk by himself and he'll pick a topic and usually it's like somewhere between like 30 and 40 minutes but he interviews all kinds of famous people and it's the most amazing it's you know all about mindfulness and um right up your alley like it's amazing you should check him out i i I follow that podcast on spotify 
I'll, I'll put it on my list of things to do. You and also I, need to come on our uh, paranormal podcast. 100%. You would I kill have it. seen things. Well, well, let's get into that in a second. What do, because here's what we did. We actually, we loved the first episode so much that it wasn't just that we wanted to do another one while I have them here. It was, we forgot to talk about at length anything we talked about talking about. So here we are. Before we do that again, is there anything as a uh, as a like second entrance into our our perspective on CMI that we think is good to talk about? I have one. I hope it's taken in the right context, but I wanted to touch on at some point the benefits and the problems of having your tribe tell you you're good. Cuz we got Ooh. a lot of slack from people that thought that they should be the next Celine Dion. And it's not so much that I feel confident that we can make a call whether that's true or not. It's just the idea of the sentiment and how that I take that. Yeah, I, I think the the number one issue in general is that there's only one winner. Yeah. You know, and I understand that like in the world of entertainment, you know, like in all these shows, like having, there's a reason why there's one winner. You know, there's a reason why they do that. Like it's, it's, it's built to be that way f- on purpose. You need to breed competitive, competitive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the competitiveness. You know, people like to see the competition, and um, but but I mean, like you know, the three of us sat down and discussed the fact that there could have been like a top ten, like easily, easily. and, and oh, every 100%. everyone in that top ten would have equally deserved a win. Yeah, 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 um, for their own reason. So you know, I'm not sure exactly like what the question is that you were trying to ask, but like, what, let like, me dress it up and see if you have it. So I'll I'll give you some anecdotes. So. I won't use names, but let's say somebody commented under a video that I didn't see anyone react to or respond to that said Celine Dion and and I don't remember the other the singer were told that they weren't good enough because their voices were too unique. And I won't let you guys not letting me into the competition stop me uh, from achieving my goals. I'm too unique and I understand that I'm going to I'm going to propel. And I don't know how Is that much legit. So that's what I was just about to go down. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know how much I want to go out on a limb here and give my opinion on that statement. Um, how can I do this delicately? I definitely have two perspectives on that. Comment. Well, here's, here's my honest opinion. Not saying who it is. I'm shitting on nobody, right? Absolutely not. Okay. In any context of that word, absolutely not. Um... My fear is when you are pushed up by your base, by whoever it is, your family and close friends, that every time you get a little tipsy with them, they make you sing a karaoke track on a cell phone and tell you you should be the next Chris Stapleton. You're actually more insane if you don't believe it than if you do. If everyone's telling you you're that and you're the only anomaly, I mean, it's human nature. You're going to be like, oh, I am. Okay. You start buying that facade or that that fault fallacy. My thing was, this definitely wasn't the case, right? Absolutely, you're not going to be that next thing, right? I don't say that as an ultimate point. I say it as if we're being paid for our musical acumen and our and our expertise on the fact, quote unquote, we have to make those calls. You know, if this had been normal day to day, I wouldn't care. I'm like, oh, that's what this guy thinks. I'm nobody to break that 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 reality for him. Whatever, okay. But that wasn't the case. We were put in the position of making it known that that's not right, the right. case, right? So what do you, t- you know, here's, I guess what I'm saying. It broke my heart that in his fantasy, we were the people that were akin to the people that told 
people like Celine Dion and whatever that they weren't good enough because they were too unique. And that, I mean, ultimately wasn't true, but to him that was true. And we were those people. Right. That broke my heart. This isn't so much a dig so, on him. It's like, yeah. I can't believe that in someone's world, we're that person because that's not the case. Yeah. So we, we have to be honest, right? Um, because that's what we, what we were being uh, tasked to do. Nice. Was, right. That was, that was the task. That was a task at hand. But I think you'll probably get to this because you said there were two sides to this because this is how I feel about it is I don't think it's wrong for somebody's tribe to encourage somebody to do what gives them great joy. Absolutely. Even not. if they're not great at it. That's right. Right. And, uh, the, the challenge comes when they're bolstered to the point where they come to a competition and then, you know, they're deflated. They're disillusioned. When we have to be, when we have to be really honest with them about what the reality of it is. But, for me, I think it's wonderful when someone's tribe does whatever they need to do yeah. to, to make that person feel as good as they can feel if they're getting joy from whatever it is that they're doing. Sure. That's how I feel about it. What do you think? I, I think there's so many different ways to look at this. I, I, I agree with Laura that like if you have a tribe or you have a group of people that are supporting you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, we all need that regardless yeah. of... Uh, how good or, or bad we are, right? And I'm not right. saying that this person was bad. I don't know who this person was that made this comment. I'll um, tell you guys off the air so you know what I'm talking about. But okay. I just, it doesn't help anyone to put them on blast. Yeah. But um, it did happen and it, it was like really troubling for a minute for me. Yeah. However, I, I, I think that there's, there's something that with, with our egos that confuses us about the purpose of why we do what we do. Yeah. So what happens is because of social media, we kind of tend to like air our dirty laundry and this person didn't really air their dirty laundry, but they made a comment that nobody else had to know about. If that's ah. true to you and that's what you feel you didn't have to tell anybody that. And in telling people that, in you're telling, validating the reality that was it, you weren't didn't make right. it. Right. In, in in telling people that, you're kind of almost sort of like giving the people who were the judges the finger by saying, I understand my talent. And just because you didn't think it was good enough to get on the show, I'm still going to prosper. I'm still going to pursue. And I... I want you to feel that way Absolutely. because because the reason you didn't make it might not have anything to do with you not being good enough. It just had to do with the fact that comparatively speaking to what we saw, you weren't what we were looking for. Like when people, yeah. like when actors and actresses audition for movies, there are incredible actors that audition for movies, but you, we can't see you in that role. So you're not going to, you're not going to get it right now. Maybe this person's voice wasn't, wasn't even good enough to get in the show. I, I have no idea. Dude, the analogy to actors is so spot on. It's silly. Right. Yeah, but it's you the could have world class actors that that you know casting just goes. They're not our yeah, our image it, for what we want yeah, for this role. Yeah, it's the same period. with singing. Yep. Ozzy Osbourne's not going to be on Broadway. Right, Perfect. Right. You know but, what I'm saying? And my like, thing with this guy was, uh, I, I I'm being careful because anything I could say doesn't serve anybody. I I think I was just taken back at like to make. You know, there's, I, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so self-critical that I can't believe when people are at that level of being disillusioned, you know, like if you have to make your not getting in or your loss of getting into this, you know, 
I don't want to say bar promotion because we had talked about how this became something so much bigger, but <laughs> let's just say that for the sake of what I'm saying. If you have to make the reason you didn't get into a bar promotion okay, under the guise of these guys couldn't recognize my originality, you're not serving yourself either because that is absolutely not why this person didn't get in. Right. The, the problem is perception is reality. So we could sit here and have a million reasons why this person didn't make it and even not knowing who it was that that's genuine. But the, but the reality is, is that this person feels a certain way about something. They believe that they believe that so much that they felt they had to share that comment in social media for everybody to hear about. And that's okay. Um, I, I hope deep down inside you find something genuine about that comment and that right. you're not just there to yeah. give people the finger. See, me as a produ producer mind, I'm like, the problem though for me is it's just like, if you keep that thought, you negate any responsibility to get. Oh my better. god, that's exactly what, what you I was think. You're say. you there's think like we just too. missed out on yeah. your talent, and the yeah, fact you, is, we no didn't. There's no onus on them. Yeah, and, and it should always be on you. Yeah, they're taking zero some, ownership. Exactly. I, I Sometimes you I don't mean. have a no, your moment. I mean, I've you know you have bad nights. You know, I have bad nights. You know, I've I've hit a few bad notes in my time. I mean, oh they same. <laughs> but but to not own it, um, I told, just shows a, a lot of um. Um, it just shows that, that there's no um, no security, no um, um, growth, no no um, accountability, accountability, Huge. or or, or uh, maturity. Really, I told one of the contestants that didn't make it that uh, I, I Jedi mind tricked him in a genuine way, like this, because they were worked up about maybe why they didn't make it, and I said, "Hey, guess what? Guess what? I'd give one of the two judging parameters that we're supposed to judge on. Guess what? I'd give my performance that night. What?" A seven out of 10. Right. I gave all of you higher scores than that on every song. Right, right. And I'm not kissing your ass. I'm being honest. Because guess what? We wake up some days a fool and we make uh, we wake up other days a master. And guess that day wasn't my day. That's fine. That exact, is performance. Exactly. Here's, I guess, what I'm trying to say too. I kind of get both of your sentiments where like, I'm not discouraging anyone that is a family member of talented people or a friend of talented people. I'm not discouraging you from lifting them up. Do that. I'm talking to performers. It is only in your best interest. You don't have to be overly self-critical, but to question your ability all the time. Measure up your ability against your peers. Don't disillusion yourself or let your base disillusion you into greatness because it's only true for you and your base. That's it called, is extremely dangerous. That's called growth. Right. To always do a self-check and to Absolutely. always be like, how exactly. can I improve? Because like, I don't care how good of a singer you are. Like one of the best singers in the world, in my opinion, is Celine Dion. She's insane. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Like technically speaking, she's insane. Oh, Whitney Houston, she's, she's insane. My, Whitney, he's my number one. Never, ever, in my opinion, do I think these women sit down and be like, yeah, I'm just riding the wave, man. I got this. No, oh, no. They're you constantly, constantly, hey, you can't you be that me? good thinking that. Yeah, are you? you absolutely, no. No, you can't. You can't do these that. These guys you are probably torturously yeah. self-conscious in their own heads. I yeah, that. okay. I mean, you just can't so, be that level. Fun fact on the farm, the vocal therapist that I worked with told me a story about Celine Dion. Oh, I love it. There are nights where if she can't hit that high note that she's expected to hit on her albums... Shows canceled. Shut oh, up. Well, yeah. that, okay, so hold on. Yeah. That, we're tipping the scale in a fun way because we're talking about the bad ways of not being self-critical. Now we're talking about the bad ways of being, being self-critical. Self mm -hmm. That's crazy. I, in my opinion, maybe if I was Celine Dion, I would think I'm a moron. And so, what I'm saying but is but wrong. But we go to the show and we have expectations if they aren't met. 
That's true too. De- the, so, where we degrade. Yeah, that's our true too. About her. That's true too. So maybe another way of looking at this is even the big rigs are are have expectations for themselves, and even the big rigs are like, nope, no, I can't do that. There are like these limitations. So, so from a standpoint of somebody who's like, you know, n- n- we're not Celine Dion by any means at all. We're not selling out shows in Vegas. Hell no. So when I have a bad night, sometimes it's nice to think to myself, you know what? Maybe Celine Dion didn't do her show tonight because she couldn't hit that big <laughs> note. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's like yeah, it's yeah. like it's like le- like yes. yeah, like perception, like level the field. Like at the end of the day, we're all human. That's right. That's right. That and that is exactly the point. You, you that's it. We're all. We're, the funny thing is, we're all equal. I am not capable of anything. You are not. Yeah. The idea of that is what breeds resentment, hate, all of this. It's like, it's, let's flip this to a to a nice point of CMI, right? Central Man Idol. Um, we had some contestants that are absolute gems. Mm. They were voted off, and I literally told them in writing, I want your spirit. Yes. I am envious of your spirit. You are so pure. I don't, I, we can't name names. I don't think they'd mind. This is a good thing. Anna Van Valkenburg, Isabel that. Grignan. I mean, love. there are some that stand out. I love all of them, right? But some of them stand out as like, not only did they take what we said in a way that doesn't boost our ego, but is genuine, they understood that whatever it is that we know, we know. We're not perfect and we don't know everything, but the things we know, we've spent a ridiculous amount of time knowing or learning, right? Yeah. And it's like they took that as exactly what it was. They learned from it. They are such good sports. Like I, I'm not super competitive. I, I think I maybe have competitive tendencies. I don't like competing though. And I honestly, to be vulnerable with you guys, I don't know if I could take losing as well as they both of those two uh, in specific. Yes, yes. Which speaks volumes to what we gave them as far as like constructive feedback and the experience that they had. Cause we also don't know, you know, it'd be really fun to get like the top three or the top six in here to talk about like, what was their experience? with Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, Can yeah. you guys help me produce that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, that would let's like, get them in here. Brilliant. What are, what are the experience? Bill, you're writing this down. Okay. What are the experiences they had with each other? How did they connect with each other? Did they give each other advice? Because like, you know, we, we there's a lot of reality TV, and and there's always this like cattiness and competition between people. But I it's felt, not even real. Yeah, it's yeah, not, and it's no. not even real. So fabricated. Yeah, and I felt like they, from what I saw, it felt like they really like kind of I became a, Didn't you family. see them hug each have other? Such yes. a good point for this. Pretend you're younger and more naive. You guys are very well-rounded <laughs> people, right? I pretend though. Right, because we were all young and dumb at oh one God, point, buddy. and fed our own egos. Okay, imagine being in that setup, right? Even if you're not on real world road rules, whatever, you know that if you're in that setup, you totally could lean that way. Because why not? It's fun to feed that like veininess and that like right. cat. It's fun. Yes, there is a place for that, right? right. The fact that they fucking didn't do that. Yes, like you're saying, yeah. is so dope. Like mind blowing. To like, there we go. I need to find more excuses to hit my soundboard. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. It's like we can complain about some of the experiences because some of them were ridiculous, absolutely uncalled for, ridiculous. And we could talk about other ones that were ridiculous. And yeah. we will. We will. Why not? Maybe not this we'll episode, but we will. But um, Well, you know, no, I think we should. I think we should talk about that because I think it was part of the show. And I told I, the I, contestant all of it. I straight up, and I, I, Chris could not believe that I didn't confront him. I wasn't like trying to 
beat his ass. But I told him, I was like, that is just crazy and unacceptable. And to his defense, he apologized up and down. And at the end of the day, he really couldn't control that. That's the truth. He had nothing to directly do with that. I think maybe the, the actions beforehand, I mean, if you were really thinking it through, only led to that. So that might have been something you thought about. But he didn't actually do it. And I get that too. So the fact that he didn't like, you know, use a scapegoat and back down and he was like, oh my God, I'm sorry you guys had to deal with that. That was really nice to hear. Yeah. But we had it. Do we want to tell, do you want to say it? Say what? Go for it. What happened? Oh, you mean when we were sitting at Corey Taproom? So post-show, so, you had to go. Yeah, wait, I was am, not wait, there. Wait, am I going to tell the story or are you? No, you, you, you. But I forgot you weren't <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, no, I wasn't there. It started to rain yeah. and I, I was Okay, like, Nick, you got the floor. And I okay. was listening to, uh, you know... Uh, sugar, sugar kitty, sugar, honey sugar. pussy, or whatever it was. Honey pussy. Oh my, oh my Dude, god! Can we make a oh, super group called Honey yes, Pussy? We're starting, a, and it's gonna. We're gonna wear like these big crazy wigs and sh- and sheeta leotards. Oh nice. shit! I love I'm it. In. Um, yeah. So okay. So we're at the Corey Tap Room, and uh, it's finale night, and the three of us are are. Well, you had left at this point, but you had. It was after. It was yeah, we'd after already post. partied before that too. Yeah. After. So like, there's right. a group of us sitting there, and you know we got Steve, who's like, mm, he's like freaking jacked and stuff, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden something comes flying down from up above us because we were in the VIP section, which is right underneath where like the kind of balcony that's above. Yes. That go yeah is above us and all. All of a sudden, like something comes flying down. Something it, hits it, me. I don't know if anything hit Dan, you guys. No, hit, hit me right in the back of the head. Yeah, it hit Dan right in the back of the right head. Right in the fucking Durr. beanie, dude. So, so Kels, your lovely lady, <laughs> whips around and she's like, "What the fuck?" Oh, Kels will kill you, Dad. <laughs> and, Be careful, dude. The 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 look on her face so was like, I, "I will kill you" with my facial expression. It was awesome. And, um, and so she turns around and she's like, what the fuck, you know? And there's, you know, and somebody says, oh, that accidentally hit that blah, blah, blah. And, and there were guys like, like this. Yeah. Like it wasn't me. They're pointing oh, they at the assholes. That did it. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. They're yeah. pointing at the people that actually threw it deliberately. That did it deliberately. Yeah. Oh yes. How so, freaking rude. Right. So then all of a sudden, um, a, a contestant's name starts being yelled. Okay. Right, like within seconds after this happens. Mm-hmm. And then Dan looks at me and he's like, cause he was like, Oh, maybe that's an accident. And then Dan looks at me and he goes, uh, actually maybe that was deliberate. We start hearing no reason. What a blah, blah, should have won. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Over and over. Swear uh, to God. Yeah. That's what I would have gone up there and punched. Oh, I, so I jump up. So yes. Like a rage case. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get a bouncer. And so like, there's like bouncers hanging out around. And then we kind of like, you kind of like went upstairs and we're talking to people that were near this person. And, and we were just kind of like, wow, really? Like this is, I don't want to cut you off, but I didn't mean to, I got interjected by those people. I think because they had to stand next to them, they were like trying to like, simmer everything which is smart although same with chris he thought i like how long has chris known me i'm not even like that but he was so worried i was going to do something i'm like dude i'm coming to get your security right right i'm just they're up here yeah so I, where I, were I mean, they what do you want anyway? me to do up there right well, like well and the other side of it too is like i mean you know our experiences like especially playing in bars 
generally the smart thing to do is to not wait until it's too late. Correct. Oh, come, that, was my point. Correct. that was my point. Especially when people are yeah. are potentially drunk or maybe on some other kind of drug. You know what I'm saying? So like, who knows? The smartest idea is to go get security because one of two things are gonna, is going to happen. Either it's going to escalate and somebody's going to be there to like make sure people are as safe as possible, or they're going to calm down because there's security hovering around them. Correct. And they don't yeah. want to start a scene. Yeah. And but security the- should have been intuitive. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm I'm usually, I'm always, I have spidey sense. I mean, I know what's going on in most places. Chris got very, very upset. I won't speak for him, but you'd have to ask him. He was like very upset that that wasn't caught because it was very obvious. And and to Nikki's point, you're right. I mean, any bar owner knows this. De-escalation tactics have to be number Uh one. Because once you get a situation to that point, involve bouncers or not, shit's going to fly. And the thing is, we're not talking about bar drama. I don't really care. I've had way worse done to be at shows where jealous boyfriends that think I'm singing to their girlfriends who I haven't looked at the whole... I don't even know they're there. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh... Oh, you, yeah. Oh, come on. Oh Two front God. ladies. Yes. We could go, I'm sure we could go deep a whole episode about this, yeah. but it's like, the point isn't that the point is imagine that being your crowd at a show. Another big reason not to escalate your numbers at all. That's a big thing. If you're, mm. if people are showing up for you, let them do that organically. If you're yes. getting, if you're championing yourself to get people there, that can happen. It right. can lead to stuff like that. I mean, it's like you're getting these people to buy in so hard that when you lose, they lose. And that's not good. Right, right. Right. And, and like, you know, the other thing that I kind of want to come back to is like, I don't know if people really understood how hard it was for us as judges. No, they to, don't. To make a choice. Some people did. Because there was so much talent, like right. yeah. so much talent. And, and and when I say so much talent, I just don't mean over the five weeks that we did it. I mean so much talent on one song that if you had never been there in yeah. the competition's entirety and you only heard that one song performed by that one person, you would look at me and say, why in the fuck did she not oh, win? Oh, we were rats trying to figure win. that out, right? Yeah, because we couldn't vote based on How many one times? did any of us be like i want to work with you yes not not fuck this competition in a bad way mm-hmm. but aside of this shit yeah you are so talented it's ridiculous yeah. we said that so many times mm-hmm. it's silly but um yeah i mean it's important it's i think what you said nikki is it's like some people did recognize how hard it was actually to be i don't know if you guys saw this but i um I looked more than I posted because that's me. And I did see that some people were kind of giving us a little bit of a hard time. And then people came to our defense that I don't even know. I never even heard the name. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Some people were like, I don't know. I don't think anything is at all rigged. These guys had an insanely hard time. They were incredibly astute. And I thought their choices were more than fair given on what they had to choose from. Random people. How amazing is that? Yeah. How amazing is that? Well, my my experience on social media is always let your your masses... Fight your battles. <laughs> I think that might you have know, been mine on accident. Yes. I never thought of it's it. It's just the yeah. way, to, it's let, the way yeah. to let things yeah. happen. Yeah. It, it, sh- it shocks me that um, people would ever say that anything like that is rigged. Um, you know, and it kind of makes me wonder, and this is a whole other conversation, but just like sort of as a side note, like what exactly is going on in someone's world to make them think 
that something would be rigged? What happened to you personally that makes you think that something is rigged? Whatever happened in the show to make you feel like anything was rigged, you know? There's and, no, and, and that's the whole perception is reality and that people will yeah. show you like who they are. Well, there's no short answer to it. It's like there's yeah. so much in my mind that comes down to the current culture that we live in. Or exactly. It's like right. anyone can go to imright.com and be validated. Yes. You don't, you know, it's like the problem, the benefit of the age of free info is that it's free. The problem is nothing's vetted. Yeah. Nobody has to put themselves on a line to make sure what you're reading for free is true. So it's like all these people can just be like, if me and my base say I'm the best, I'm the best. Doesn't matter what you guys say. And instantly in that fallacy, they're right. They don't have the context. Yeah. Why have it? They need to validate them losing. Here's the thing. And this is what I hate about competition. I love being a part of here's it's a double edged sword. I think you'd be hard pressed. I don't think it's impossible but it would be a very hard sell to find three people that will tread that line more delicately and with other people's best interest in mind, which we really did try to do. We absolutely yes. did. But at the end of the day, we are being tasked. I like that word more than paid. Tasked. I do like <laughs> I almost said put tasked. Yeah. But to, to judge and pick and yes, eliminate. And that's what we're doing. Yes. And the fact is like, it's almost like we're like you're saying, Nikki, it's almost like in some people's minds, we're being put there by choice and doing it to, to for fun. Like we're feeding on adrenochrome. It's like we're not up there to eat babies. Like oh, yeah, we're being no. told to do this. Like I don't get pleasure out of coming here and kicking yes, people out. Yes. That's not come right. on. But in their mind, I would guarantee that's like how some of these people looked at it. It's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and you know, as as judges, it's maybe it's easy for us to sit here and, and say that, you know, we were genuine. I mean, we were, but I guess what I'm saying is that we weren't on stage being judged and being kicked off and right. like singing, you know, because there were moments where people had really amazing songs and they they executed effortlessly, but they didn't go on to the next round or and and so it's easy to not be the person on stage sure. and, and not understand how something like that might make you feel. Yeah. You know, and to give it your all because that's the other thing, like how before there was even a top twenty that was chosen chosen, how many people showed up at auditions? Oh my gosh, all I'm 70, saying is seventy eight. We we've said yes, we've yes. said there could have been a top forty. Easily. All I have to say is she said Trojan, and it threw yes, me yes. way off. So, so the, the, the You're like Dan, get out of the gutter. I'm like, I'm thinking of ancient Sparta. What are you talking about? The, the biggest challenge is that, um, you know, <laughs> was it the Trojan? <laughs> I was waiting. Laura's the queen of dirty jokes. Oh my I gosh! Some... I know, I know, I know. Oh, but I had a point. And now, I know, sorry. now all I can think about is Trojans. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wait, that's all right. Laura, go because me and Nikki love to talk. I know you do. So, so for me. Um, you know, have uh, p p people um, giving everything that they had um, was so important. And mm -hmm. um, I just feel like being not being professional when they weren't chosen. So, so we all, we, we're, we're in a business, right? I mean, this is, this is our business. I mean, we, yeah. we, we were in, we're on gigs and, and all that. And sometimes you have a bad night and you just kind of shrug it off and you, and you just deal with it. But just because you weren't chosen doesn't mean that you're not, you weren't necessarily good and doesn't mean that, that you shouldn't be professional Sure. and you have an obligation. If also, this is your biz to like, like take it like a, like a, I want to say like a man, but take it just, just that's be a professional. euphemism. Yeah, you can say it. Just be professional. The thing is, what is to say these people, like none of these people are like amping to move to LA. Like, dude, we're doing another season. 
yeah, in less time back, than we're back. not. Do you think we're human? Okay. Chris could literally look at us straight in the face and be like, by the way, for people that don't know, because a lot of people are going to see this that aren't, don't know who he is. Chris Valley is a mutual friend of all of ours who is just a genius minded entrepreneur, you know, production minded guy who is the executive producer, if you will, of Central Main Idol. Um, little, little back. But um, the thing is, Chris could look at us straight in the face and be like, you cannot let how anyone acted at any point in last competition do anything to their scores this one. We're still human. Yeah, well, we never If someone acted never like a fucking that. asshole, yeah. though, it's how that is so hard not to factor in. I mean, it's like we still want to, I think, given our personal ideologies, I still want to brew camaraderie. And like yeah. seeing that team vibe was so dope that I will feel missed if we don't do that again, if we can't find that crew again. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to do that. Absolutely. And it's like, why in the world would you shoot yourself in the foot? Uh, yeah no I, I know that's what um and it that you know like not to go back to like the whole covid thing but that was like something that i thought about a lot when i during covid was like how easily it was for certain people around me to just not figure out how to get along yeah and yeah and how yeah. pour me pour me yes. pour me another drink yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and how depressing that was yeah. and, it, and it all came down to like lack of accountability yeah and lack we talked about this last yeah, episode yeah. and accountability is huge lack of like understanding what they were doing to um complicate a situation that was complicated because they complicated it oh you know? my god like, dude i want know? a bumper sticker that says like, don't complicate a situation that's, that's complicated, complicated, complicated because you complicate it yeah it, and it's just like you know and, and so um regardless of where you came out in central main idol and this is sort of like a message to the contestants um Big message. Pay attention. Yeah, I hope that everybody felt like they won because I hope they, f I hope they learned something. Yes. You know, yeah. like sometimes not being the winner is what makes you the best. Because like, if you think about American Idol, if you've made it to the top 10, you're touring. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Imagine this. So, oh, sorry. And, and there are people, there are people. So mm. I remember when I watched American Idol with, uh, I came down to Chris Allen and Adam uh, Lambert and Adam Lambert. Adam so her. Good. And I uh. thought for sure, <laughs> I thought, I, I thought for sure, Adam Lambert was gonna win. I can't believe he didn't. And when he didn't, I was like, oh my god! Now, I love now her. I opened for Chris Allen, and let me tell you right now, technically speaking, as a singer, I completely understand why Chris Allen won. However, Adam, I still don't. Adam would smoke Adam, in my mind. Adam still is up there, but like they're like in my brains, just to a certain degree, they're equal, but in different ways, right? But, but in some ways, I almost feel like. Adam got more out of not winning than oh Chris my did goodness, yes. so, because because in my opinion Adam's Adam's um career and I could be wrong about this has been more successful than Chris's as far as mainstream media oh, goes, way more it's possible he had more flexibility, right? It, yeah, because he wasn't bound by the American exactly. Idol brand. I was waiting for this to go bloody. really dirty. Exactly, <laughs> I actually got through. I did a main. Like a, they they did a main idol that was actually connected to the show. Like this central main idols just using that moniker. We're not actually connected to the show, though we did try this year. 
which I, th- I don't know if we told you guys about. No, you didn't. I was trying to you get sneaky little shit. Well, it didn't work. So that's why you probably didn't hear about <laughs> it. I'm not as sneaky as I seem or I failed at my attempt, but I did one that was actually tied and had made it through and didn't go because I was a young moron. And I was like, my band's more, I was literally like 16. Oh. I'm like, mm, my high school band's more and fuck this. If they can't go, I can go like a fucking idiot. And imagine oh. the people behind me again, want to talk about your bass fucking you up. They're like, I'll let, your allegiance is, is better. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Right. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I um, later in life had sat down with a, one of the EPs of American Idol working with an ex-manager of mine who used to own Polygram Records with Simon Cowell. Simon went on to own, is it uh, America's Got Talent? What's the one he's Amer- on now? America's Got Talent. Yeah. And so we were talking at the time because we were trying, you know, a manager's job outside of music management in at large business management is how can we capitalize on you as a brand? What way, where can we put you that works and generates revenue for not only you, but them, they make money on a percentage. If you're not making money, they're not making money. Look behind the curtain. I would be shocked if I have to tell anyone this, but you think you're good enough for a manager and you think you're good enough for a music attorney. If you're not pulling in gross amounts of revenue so they can make a decent amount on 10 and 15% change the topic. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, they got to know this stuff. It's crazy. You have no idea how many people have like reached out to me and go, how do I get a manager? They're not even playing shows. They're not even selling records. You don't. Unless you're Greta Van Fleet. You're one of these bands that's like inarguable. Like you're, you, your brand is so strong that even if it hasn't hit, it will. That's a different story. But anyway, the point was I had sat down and talked to them and they're like, do you understand the scope of the deals that we make the winner of American Idol sign? Yeah. Oh, you're better yeah. off I'm, I'm, not winning. Oh, yeah. Furthermore, now, or at least back then at the time, he's like, how about most of the top 10? They had deals with almost everybody on the top 10. Yeah. And unless this guy was shooting shit, I mean, why would he? Yeah. He owed me nothing. What does he right. gain from lying to some dipshit from I Maine? I figured that was the case. Yeah. I mean, that would make total sense. Absolutely. So I mean, imagine, less why would this show give you millions of dollars in free publicity to launch your career? Why would they do that? Yeah. They guy, wouldn't. I mean, that's that's right. so stupid. These guys are good business people that aren't right. that dumb. If us three can think of that, you guarantee they are. Right. So there's so much, uh, there's so much illusion that in like the entertainment industry that like, I think really needs dispelling. I don't know if we're the, oh, thanks, Laura. I don't know if we're the people, but yeah, I think, again, I think on brand of, I'm going to sound like a skipping record, but this show and this channel at large, I think, yeah. The whole vibe is candid. Like, why not talk about that stuff? Why does everyone hide behind that stuff? Like, there's so many industry trade secrets that everyone keeps buried. Why? What do you stand to gain by not telling people this? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, speaking on another level, the more vulnerable you are, the more connected you're going to feel to people around you. And you just have to weed out the people that aren't vulnerable and honest, you know? So And people that can't like, deal with that honestly. Yeah, and, yeah. Can't, and people that can't deal with that are the people that are going to try to use you for being vulnerable and honest. Like, I'm kind of going off the beaten path a little bit, but basically what I'm trying to say is, like, why can't we be transparent about everything? No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're not going yeah. off anything. That's yeah. what, Why can't we? And I think we can. Yes. And this age of, like, owning your own stuff right this age of like there's no producers behind that camera other than bill that can look at us and go don't talk about that shit why so why not yeah just because it's not fuck them talk about it like you know we can be the people that do so this is like kind of strange but again i'm gonna go i feel so bad laura like we're like like, laura bully us yeah 
but just like, keep talking. But like, and you know, I just I, mute I, me I, and Nikki's I, mics. I don't, I don't mean to bring my parents in, into a conversation. Oh but, no, but she brought no, up parents. But, but, Here but we the, go. The reason, the reason I mention them is, is because, you know, I, I think that there's a kind of an old school mentality about like, you know, don't cry. And, and, oh. and I'm not saying my parents told me not to cry, but don't cry and do your job and show up to work. And, and like all those values are, are great. But I think we're getting to the point now where like something else is happening in society where people are really struggling and people are really sad in mass and, and yeah, and yeah. they're anxious and depressed. And it's because, and it's not because it's not necessarily because we're not talking about something. It's because we're not talking about something a certain way. Dude. That's the difference. I want Laura to jump in, not me, but I have no, such no, an go. opinion on this. Go ahead. We're, we, I like to think we are three of the people that I know that don't suffer that indoctrination, but just the way you said it, let me know you do a little, like I do too. Yeah. And so does she, I'm not, I'm not pointing you out, but the fact that we go, when you say like, and I agreed at first, when you're like, show up, hide your shit. It's not everyone else's, it's yeah. yours. Do your job, leave. You're like, there's there's benefit in that. At first I'm like, yeah, you're right. And they're like, no. Because the funny thing is what you said is, it's not that we're not talking about it. It's that we're not talking about it right. It's yes. that if you're suffering with something, right? Hiding it might save other people from dealing with the baggage of that thing. But they're going to be dealing with the residuals of something else because you're hiding that thing and furthermore maybe indulging in the victimization let's say i'm suffering from childhood trauma of like mental abuse right hiding that from people and and then flaunting whatever symptoms come from hiding that right. is far However more detrimental you hide it. Yeah. right than dealing with it again back to da vinci yes yes indulging his darkness mm -hmm. he had the thought again that if you you have to revel in your darkness enough to not let it exacerbate itself to things that hurt other people it's the whole it, transformation versus transferring that's right. thing that we yes, talked yes. about. That's right. Yes. And it's like your your idea of a podcast where we dive into like hedonistic ideas yeah. and, and darkness in a funny way. Like not yeah. we're not going to have a doctor like your, Ruth your, sex line, whatever it was. Your, your no, devil no. on your shoulder. Kind yeah, of dude, exactly. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but the concept of that is so like just sound in terms of that. It's like we are a dualistic natured being. Like there is a devil on one and an angel on the other and pretending the devil's not real and abiding by the angel. You're just going to build a monster. I've done it in different ways. Yeah. We've all done it. You know, Laura, you must have a new age take on this. No, no. I, I think that, um, I, I think that, um, you know, it's the kind of the yin, yin yang thing that you have to have the good with the bad. And yeah. if you, if you don't, um, acknowledge the bad and give it some energy uh, the good is not as good as it could be right so right we're we're a say. being of, of of experientiality in relative experience like if you didn't feel cold water you have no concept of what correct hot is. exactly there's no bounce yes you that correct. water's cold in relation to the hot like we literally have to so this is something when i was going through my like hippie stage when I was reading all the new age books and like way when I was younger and I was, I was telling Laura at lunch that I was surrounded by these mentors that were like top of their field. And it was probably on in hindsight convenient that they happened to practice new age stuff. It certainly wasn't the reason they were the top in their field, but when you're 18 and you're conspiracy, conspiracy minded, you're like, that's so the reason I need to practice this shit. So I started realizing that, you know, when I was thick in it, I was like, okay, so 
it's not exact math, right? So to be able to experience like two weeks of sheer happiness and excitement, I have to experience an equal time of two weeks of depression and chaos. I'm like, that's not the point. You don't have to experience a cold hour long shower to then be able to have an hour long hot shower. You just have to remember what cold feels Correct. like. Yes. You are a master. If you can bounce back and be like, like I have bipolar tendencies. I don't know that I'm, that I would actually be like diagnosed that, but I'm very manic and creative and my mm-hmm. output is extreme at times. And then I'm depressed and low, whatever. The thing is, if I can lower the time that I'm low and just remember what it is genuinely, you're working at a masterful right. level, it's, in it's, my opinion. You acknowledge the you acknowledge the negative, give it a little bit of energy, yep. and then, but stay move on, on the high, right? Right. Move along. Yeah, but it's we're talking about stuff that, in theory, is simplistic sounding, but it's not. That is so tough. It's so big. You're it's way better so at big. that than oh either of us. Oh my god, hundred percent. Which is again why we love it. your perspective because yeah, yeah. like you're a genuine bounce. Like I can be like. I strive to be like this in 10 years and you're there. You don't fake this shit. No, no, no. Well, my, my thing is like when something bad happens or if I'm nervous about something, there, there's nothing good that comes from worrying about it. Zero. And no, zero, right? There's nothing that, so I acknowledge it. I acknowledge that I'm nervous or that my, my, that I've, I've got a cold and I'm probably not going to sing the way I'm worried that I might not sing a perfect song or I won't hit a perfect note, but I don't give it any more energy than that. And I move on. And, and as long as I don't like obsess on it, it usually doesn't happen. Well, right. 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 I mean, when you obsess on it, you give it more energy and it, it, it manifests. Yeah. That's my, that's my opinion. That's, that's my experience. I, I did a version of this, my first trip to Nashville, I was reading a book and I don't remember what it is. So forgive me, like the author would see this, but if you know what it is, write it. I don't remember one of the, you know, Neil Donald Walsh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, I totally one of them. One of their trips was if you have a preference in the way that your success shows up, you'll probably miss it because you're closing yourself off to all the ways that it might. You cannot give a fuck. And I used to be so good at practicing that. I was like, Actually, and to be honest, when I had my ironed out promotional plans for certain projects, and I was like, this is how it's going to go. They actually never, they really didn't. It's not anecdotal evidence for me anymore. It's like, it's evidence. It literally happened this way. When I had it like pigeonholed in, this is how it's going to go. It never did. And it actually never performed as well. When I didn't give a shit, and I was like, however this outcome comes to be, I'll yeah. take it. I don't care in what form. It always worked in my favor. Yeah, so and you somewhere don't, you don't I got lost. The, you don't look at the that you don't have to look at the path. You just look at the goal. Long vision. Just look at the goal. Look at the line. Look at Let the it goal. come. But I some honestly to be genuine and vulnerable along the line somewhere I lost scope of that. And I was like, oh, that was just a comfort blanket thing that was a bumper sticker. It's not true. But then you look at all the affirmations and all the proof, and you're like, no, dipshit, it was true. And it you saw it work. I did. But you get jaded. And you're like, no, I need more control. Something about fear makes you want more control. I'm like, I need more control in this. I need more say. I need it to be more in my power so things go my way. And that might help you in some ways, but I really think it just, it shuts doors. Yeah, yeah. The more you focus on the negative, the more it, the more it manifests. Yeah. So um, I had a, a time where I um, left my job and thought the world was going to happen a certain way and it, it didn't happen that way. And I kept saying that I, I needed I needed the world to give me a break. And I used those literal, literal words. Give me a break, give me a break. And I must have said it seriously, hundred like times. Like you were like, it was a mantra. It, yes, give me a fucking break. 
That was, I would constantly say, give me a fucking break. Yeah. Constantly. And you know what? I broke my fucking leg. Are you serious? The universe gave me a break. No way. It broke my leg. And I was in my bed. I was in a bed for like three months, depressed and in the most excruciating pain I ever had because I I attracted that. I asked the universe for that. Did that that layup help you? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of cool things happen, and, and that's probably for another podcast. But I like, you'll probably take this too, because sometimes the new age stuff can get insufferable if you're not into it. And I say this, because I've been that guy, where I'm jaded by it, and I'm like, fuck all that stuff, it's all bullshit, it's just sales, and you don't realize it's so, it's, it's so naive, it's not true. I say this, even if the universe, God, whatever you're comfy with, broke your leg and laid you up to give you perspective, right? Even if you don't buy that, if you make that, predicament work for you it's the same thing yeah yeah and it's, so, like it's just whatever you're comfortable saying right and so you know I, I think in the last podcast we talked a little bit about um how i've always been happy right yeah. I, i've just chosen happiness and the, the thing about that is you know those three months gave me an opportunity to kind of reset yeah yeah. it was yeah, kind yeah. of a reset yep. and i probably got to my lowest ever and it was a it was a cleansing opportunity yes and so you know, I, I don't, I don't begrudge it. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm always grateful. That's yeah. another thing. I get Gratefulness that is a big deal. It's, we Even talked for about the this at things. lunch. Gratitude is the strongest gratitude. thing you can have. Period. Have an attitude of gratitude. But I agree with you. I had a lot of recent trauma that we definitely don't have time to go down. And I really feel the same way where I was the worst, maybe in ways I've ever been scary, low, very bad honestly, probably irresponsibly low. Yeah. Probably should have had some interjection, mm-hmm. but I'm me, but to be straight and up you're, and you're here, that's, well, I was just about to get here. <laughs> I don't want, there's no pity. I'm not saying this for any Oz, but I came out of that realer than I went in. Mm-hmm. And out of all the learning I'd done at a young age and all the experiences I had, the one thing I really wanted was uh, a realness. I looked up to people that could be genuinely themselves and be real with people and not, you know, alter themselves. And I came out of that with that. I wouldn't say that's what caused those incidents, but I was lucky enough to come out of them with right. that. So you can't hate what happened wholesale. You can't, you know? And I think that's that's a strong way to be at peace with certain things that happen in your life. If you can take a real positive from them, right. how can you resent them? Right, right. You can't. I mean, it's almost impossible. Nikki, we haven't, I haven't heard your pretty voice no, in it's, too long. It's nice though, because I get what you mean about the listening thing. It's like, bing, 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 bing. Yes, like, it's so like, fun. Hey, Nikki's no, just hey. chilling. She's like, I'm like oh, oh my gosh. Nikki like, comes in, she's like, so good. she's like, yeah, <laughs> bro. Like, yeah. Just, totally you know, did. you know, take a toke off what we're saying. But we, me and Nate talk about this stuff. One of my, my buddies on another show on this channel, you should check it out. It's called Into the Layers. It's really fun. And um, we talk about how this, the nature of this talk topic or or talks along these topics are so weirdly fulfilling. Like even if I'm going over old beliefs I've held forever and this is nothing novel, it still feels so like energetic. It's cathartic. Yes. Cathartic is a perfect Mm -hmm. word that like a lot of creative things. I don't, you guys, okay. You guys probably agree with this. A lot of creative things, even if I like them drain me, I, I go home and I'm like, my fuel tank's empty. I have nothing to give someone right now. I need to refuel. This does not do that. 
at all. You, do you mean podcasts specifically don't do this to you? I don't know. The ones I've done haven't. We'll see if that changes. Yeah. And I don't let knock on wood as I... But the, share, the sharing, the giving, the sharing of information. I've been lucky to do them only yeah. so far with people that are like this. Mm-hmm. We like this. I don't think there's a way to lose in this talk. You know? I, I think like, I think that you're right. And I think that because that's exactly how I feel about it. Like we were talking earlier when we were like on break. Um, we, you know, I said something about like, oh my God, I can't wait to do this. Cause I feel like for like years, all I, I know you to loved do it. Podcast, yeah. right? I didn't know she like, was this I'm amped. Not, I'm not exhausted by any means at all. And out of everything that I do creatively, like I totally know what you mean. It's like, it's so much more exhausting or it can be more exhausting. And I think it's because when, and, and maybe I'm making the wrong assumption here, but like when I create by myself, it feels, even though it's necessary it feels like I'm pulling out so much more. Yeah. Whereas like, like there's energy in this room. So it's just like, for me, it's just like an exchange. You're, you're like being a, you're, lifted. she's like a radio it? waiting to yes. tune in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, a, it, yeah. It, but yeah. I'm by myself. We all like, are. Yes. The only person I tune in with when I'm by myself is me. And I should give myself more credit because there's an importance to like, you know, being by yourself and like experience things by yourself. But, but, the, but when you're around other creatives and you're around other pe- like-minded people you you literally like your example of the radio couldn't be better you literally just tune right in well there's well, a- we're all on the same channel and that's why yeah. we connected immediately that's a very yeah. good point we also have this thing where you know when you're when you're left to your own devices you're, you're in your creating fears like here in this room a lot of times like people are like where's another project blah 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 blah, blah. you have such a such a weight to that such a weight to the expectation, yeah. such a weight to the perspective of others, your reputation. It's it's not as simple as coming and freely creating. It's literally not. It is, and you can get yourself out of that, and that's what you have to do. Like, But this has no expectation. We get to be in here and be Laura Hudson, Nikki Hunt, Daniel Taylor, unabridged, doesn't matter yeah. what we say, say what yeah. you want. No one's holding you up to it's, any... It's good enough. Yeah. Absolutely. It's more than good enough. More than. And, and that's that's what that's what I was trying to tell you the other night when I was like, I know when Laura does this the first time, she's going to be obsessed. Because yeah, talking it. at it's length fun. about this stuff is your thing. Yeah. This is what you're good at. Yeah, I just don't do it in front of a microphone. But you <laughs> but you have having fun? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> oh I'm my God. One. So I've got DJ Khaled too. Another one. I fucking hate that sound. I know. I put it for you. I know. Every time, every time it would happen, Um, yes, every time it would happen, I would like go. I know it's the new age DJ. It's like a big thing. My butt would clench. I don't even know what I what have sounds. That's if you really say something bad. I'll rewind. Right. Oh, this is a nice segue to this sound. I want to hear about something paranormal you've experienced. Oh, seriously? Oh, yes. Oh, now it's getting Why not? Real. Okay, so... We've, oh, by the way, we did talk about Central Man Idol and the things that extend from that for almost an hour. So I think we paid our dues from the lack last time. Okay, so so I have a thousand stories, but one story is we had a, um, a very close friend who um, was getting divorced and um, really shitty divorce, and he came to live with us for a couple months. And when he came, came to our house, it... Um, all of a sudden, going up to my barn, which is usually very, very calm and, and like my zen place with my horses, started to feel really weird. And I was uncomfortable going up to my barn. And um, I was really like concerned about what the heck was going on. So um, at some point, I, 
I was alone. I was alone one weekend and um, my husband was away and I felt like there was something there and I just, I'm out there in the middle of, middle of my, uh, you know, my, my property and I yelled, get the fuck out of here. I know you're here. I want you to leave right away. Are you serious? Yeah. I said, you need to leave. You don't belong here. This friend who was staying with us had brought something. And so when my husband came home, I told him about this. And he said, oh, my God, Laura, I have to tell you about this. No. He he happened to see it. He saw it. He had been walking by the barn, and he looked in the barn window, and there was a, a thing sitting on a chair. And it looked like it had a, like a, a tall pumpkin head. And um, it was a some kind of a demon thing. What? And that's what I made go away. I told it to get the fuck out, and it absolutely did. I mean, I, I pissed on my property. Not, not literally. <laughs> Laura walks around lifting her leg on corners. No, no. But I do believe that. And, and I had never even heard of such a thing. But innately, I knew that I need to tell it to go away. It didn't belong there, and it absolutely did go away. And you never felt anything intruding? After that. Nope. That's crazy. Yeah, is that weird? I'm such a, it's funny, I believe in the most romantic, magical, esoteric shit, but I'm such a skeptic. Not not in a bad way. I believe every, well, I believe everyone's accounts of experiences. I just don't label them. You know, like I, I, I think I touched on this about when I was telling you guys about the other show where like Steve and I's take is like, I don't think what you experienced didn't happen. I just don't label it. I think it's science we don't understand. I don't know if it was your dead grandmother, but I don't think you know what it is either. I think there's this thing, I always trip on this, called the Hollywood effect. How much of movies and stuff that we've seen build this encyclopedia in our head so that when we experience something we couldn't understand and maybe wouldn't normally label, we jump to. Because you're going to pull from your experience, which is fake. So I wonder, like, I grew up with, again, all girls, very sensitive, very romantic, borderline melodramatic insane and oh the stuff it exhausted me how much stuff these guys <laughs> made up and it's like it's when you're kids and you're all on like this trip like you're all making up this thing right you're like lying about something that went down and you're one of them it's like you get older and you realize they these motherfuckers forgot we were lying i'm in on it i was oh, there no. we were lying they, these guys believe it and they're basing their realities around it and it's like yeah it gives you a glimpse in on how many people do that. Now, I believe you. No, I'm telling you. And, and I know I you never are. saw. You don't gain by telling me that. I never saw it. I felt it. And yeah. I'm very sensitive to that stuff. Well, your husband is a no bullshit guy. The no, most no, no, bullshit no, no. guy. No, no, no. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's seen other things too. But um, yeah, it was just, that's, just that's very uncanny. scary. I, I, I do believe that we can attract, you know, by, by, by the stuff that we do. And this, this guy who was a friend of ours... As it turns out, there was a lot going on with him, uh, and I won't use a name. Yep. But but so there was a was lot pulling he, some stuff. He he brought that with him, with with yeah, not not with purpose, but he 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 Just deserved what it came. Yeah. yeah, I think I think maybe this feel good feeling in here and in my house at large is, I'm I'm one of those people that says, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying we're all wrong, and I'm one of the guys that willing to admit we don't know. Most people are like, oh, we know. I'm like, we don't know. And the only hope you have to be right is to admit that we don't know. That's right, a good right. starting point. Pretending and labeling isn't. But my thing is, I wonder if my reluctance and my skepticism does the opposite of what that guy did to your house. 
You know what I mean? I don't entertain it. Oh, it, yes, it's yes, not my yes, reality. It shoes it away. There's nothing like that here because yes, it's yes. not in my world. Mm-hmm. Like you're just not going to experience that here. Do yeah, you have I, an? Ex- I'm not so, about negativity at no, all. No, and that's why and when you it felt it, you're like goodbye. Yeah, yeah, get, get out, the out of fuck here. Out of, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And you did. I did. But you're a, you are actually also a very daunting presence. I don't I know. I'm daunting. Has she met herself? What What does daunting mean exactly? Um. It's not like you don't like make intense, people intense, uh, intense? Like intense. Um, intense, confident, uh, you know, pull back. I don't know. I just know how it feels. You're, you're a very strong soul. Okay. You're confident. Yeah, you, you're, you're steadfast. You, you know, mm-hmm. so I feel like if that is something, again, I don't know. Movies have said it's something. If it is, you got it. Like if I'm possessed someday, Laura, I want you to be in the room with the exorcism. I will. Okay, well, I'll set you on really, fire. It's really funny that you <laughs> please, <laughs> please put me out of my misery. It's really funny that you say that because oh I, wait, do I, I need another one? I, I watched something when I was younger about exorcisms, and they said that people who um, become possessed, they're they're only people who actually believe that there is something that can get you possessed. Whoever said that. Ooh. I agree with them 100%. Kind of kind of like people who are religious that believe in like God and devil. Yeah. They're um you know the, the bad spirits can come because they believe they exist whereas and people who don't have a religion that believe in good and evil don't necessarily experience good and evil in that same way. Well, they're Nikki not just they're, they're not labeling it as yeah. all. Nikki right. just judoed us into such yeah. a deeper spot because mm-hmm. yeah. I believe that my crazy ass belief is that, oh, and this isn't just mine, but there's one focal point. It's me. You guys aren't real. You're all whatever I accept to be something that I'm interpolating. You've created us. Same for you. I'm not real, Laura. Mm-hmm. Neither is she, neither is he, neither is anyone you know. Same yeah. with you. That we're literally just all the same thing. And the thing is, I talked to a friend about this, another buddy of mine that's just as out of his mind as I am. And he goes, well, think about it like this, dude. And we weren't stoned. But he goes, maybe we were, I don't remember. He goes, if that's true, then your argument about these people that are possessed, how like we're way more powerful than we know, we're way smarter than we know. He's like, how do you explain them speaking in tongues? Maybe we know it. Maybe we just don't know we know it. And it's like, if you're crazy enough to act like that, maybe you know it. And he goes, but get this, if that's true and you're everything, then someone getting possessed is them possessing themselves. You're everything. You're the same thing. And I'm like, to Ooh. fucking Shay. Weird. We, I just think our, like, of course, I'm, I'm being hokey on purpose. I don't know if I exactly believe what I just said. But the fact is, I think there's such a complexity. And going back to not labeling it, not pigeonholing this stuff, is your best chance at getting a good scope on it right, and figuring right. it out. Because we don't know. Right. Um, I, I guess you were about to ask me if I, if anything weird had happened. Oh my God, yes, I've please. Had, I've had a few weird things happen. Like, you know, like, um, some, like a, like a, kind of like a chandelier, but it wasn't like a chandelier, but sort of that had a glass thing that like literally like lifted up Ooh, and moved over girl. and Dude. fell. And there's no possible way that it could have just tipped because the length of the light bulb that was, that was inside the, the glass that was around it was too tall for it to just like tip and fall. Oh, right? oh weird. That freaked so me out. At the house that I grew up in out in China, that's where this is, ha- this happened. Um, this is the only thing, in my opinion, that, and there's been a couple other weird things, but, yeah. but you know, like this is the weirdest, the weirdest and the weirdest because multiple people of 
different ages saw the same girl. That's creepy. So I grew up out in China and in the back woods of where I grew up, there was like, there's like old roads and we found like an old well and we found shoes that were like, the soles were put together with nails and like old, old, right? Yes, yes. Creepy. Well, we found a piece of a grave and and it was like, you know, 18 something or 19. So- I can't even remember, but I remember I actually wrote about it in a diary. I wish I still had this diary. And the only letters on the grave that we could make out because it was broken was Vesta, which was V-E-S-T-A. So we ended up calling the ghost Vesta. Oh, God. So, Don't call it. <laughs> yeah. So what ended up happening was we brought the grave to the house. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Right. Everybody the, knows the you one, don't bring the grave to your house. Nikki's going rule. down the checklist. The one freaking rule, and we broke it, so we bring the, va- we bring Vesta back to the house, and we put it <laughs> underneath, <laughs> underneath the steps in the front, by the front door, Nikki's like, right? we you're, use it as a placeholder for doomed. the Ouija board. Yes, we kill a squirrel. God. Yeah, right? So, we bring it back to the house, and, um, like, about a week later... My mom and I guess it must have been whoever she was dating at the time, because I don't know if my parents were had been divorced yet then. They, they were gone. Anyway, the parents, whatever, the adults in the house were gone. And my older brother told me a story the next day. He was like up late in the cou- on the couch in the living room. And he said, hey, did, did you get up in the middle of the night and go into the kitchen? I was like, no. Oh, God. He's like, were you sleepwalking? I was like, no. I'm like, well, I mean, if I was sleepwalking, I guess I wouldn't know, but not not to my knowledge. And he said, I was in the living room and and I saw this girl walk from where the basement door is, where go going down to the basement to where the there's an opening between like the ba- where the basement door is and the kitchen. What? And and I saw her walk into the kitchen, but like she didn't turn the friggin' light on. I thought it was you. I got the goosies. So, yeah, so I went into the kitchen to turn the light on because I'm like, well, she must be sleepwalking and no one's in there. Dude. And she ah! has she has dirty blonde hair like you. And he described a nightgown she was wearing that was almost identical to these nightgowns that were given to me by my father's mom, my grandmother on my father's side. And I said, yeah, that, that wasn't me. So then uh, a couple weeks later, we have a babysitter. And she was like, um, she said to my mom, she said, Diana, like this, the weirdest thing happened to me. I was in the kitchen and I was at the stove. And if you're standing at the stove in the kitchen from the corner of your eye, you can see where the basement door is, which is exactly the exact same spot that my brother initially saw this. I oh wait, and she saw it too. And she said, and she described. She said, I thought it was Nikki, like home early from school. And she described the dirty blonde hair and the nightgown that was white with roses on it. And my mom's like, and my brother's like, oh my god, what the fuck? That is you freaky, know, dinky. So, no, no, it gets worse. It gets worse. So then my my mother's boyfriend. I don't want it to get worse. My mother's boyfriend was like, said to, I overheard a conversation with my mom. He said, God, I could have sworn to God, Nikki was in the kitchen the other day. It was always back to me. It was like, this chick looks like Nikki me. Nikki was possessed. That's it was Nikki. And, and, they, and he described the exact same chick wearing the exact same outfit. He goes, and then she was just gone. 
And I saw her, but when I saw her, it was brief. I was out back on the trampoline and the trampoline was, wasn't too far in front of the path that goes out back into the woods where we found everything. And I, out of the corner of my eye, there was this girl in a nightgown that was walking into the path in the back. We were turned, somebody took the grave I don't know where, but somebody took the grave, and after the grave was taken, whoever she it went, was gone. she was gone, and nobody Dude, saw that's her a again. Great story. That's yeah, really and see, and, and that's what I mean. Like, I don't know where to put all that. That's a lot to unpack. So, if you hadn't seen it too, I'd be like, you sleptwalk, and everyone saw it, and people lose track of time, and they didn't realize that you weren't just gone. That took them too long to get to the kitchen. You went to bed. Yeah, because that would explain it. But like, you saw too many people. The same thing, right? And right, too so, many people. So I, one thing that I think about this is um, that the veil. That well, well, a c- couple things. One is quantum physics. That what is and what will be and what was it's is all, all happening right at now. the same time. Yeah. And um, I used to read this. Um, my ex-husband's mother used to have a bunch of books on this stuff, and there was this one author, Rachel Montgomery, and she write. She was actually a. Um, a reporter and she was trying to debunk um, uh, mediums. And so she, she went to see a medium and tried to debunk it and, and, and couldn't, and it, it ended up spiraling and, and she ended up realizing that she had this incredible gift. And she talks about the veil between the worlds and, and how like, like sometimes it's so thin that you can, you can see what's happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future. And sometimes I wonder if, if that's what we're seeing, right? Yeah. It's stuff that's already happened. And, you know, it's not necessarily a, you know, it's not, not, not something that's interacting with us, but, but something that happened before that just keeps playing out. Because it's, I mean, if you think about like everything being energy, why it, it's not that energy disappears it's just that it transforms it changes yeah, right, it changes right. so yeah. so it would make sense that you would only see like a brief moment of it if it mm-hmm. still exists there, there or yeah. you know what i'm saying i like, always God. thought too that you could add like back to the hollywood effect thing you could also because we we disregard wholesale how much of our reality we make up that we just really don't realize that we do yeah. It doesn't make it any less real, but we still do. And it's like, I wonder if those fleeting moments are things tells um, to our senses that we then interject with people we know, which doesn't disregard the fact that their essence was there. It just means that the way it showed up was kind of external, internal projected. You know what I mean? Total, 100%. But it's still the same thing. I'm well, not saying it's any different. So it's funny that you say that because like you both are kind of talking about something that I kind of s- sort of wanted to segue in because it, if, it, you know, like quantum physics speaking, if we are all experiencing things that used to happen, things that are happening, things that are going to happen, that certainly explains mediums or explains people who can predict the future. Yeah. Because have you ever, so like I'm somebody who really believes in like intuition, like knowing when something's, 100%. Right? Yeah. But I've had moments in my life where I've predicted things that there is absolutely no way in hell we, I could have known that. I'm going to save my weirdest, par- I wouldn't even call it paranormal, but the closest thing to that that I've experienced, how all comes down to intuition and the power of your mind. I have to save it for the next episode because it'll take too long and it's really fascinating and I want to see what you guys think. And I'm also going to call on live i'm going to call my sister because i want her to vouch and i'm going to have kelsey come in and vouch because it will you will not believe me 
I'm telling you ahead of time, you will not believe me, but I swear to my being that it happened. happened. You're talking about debatably the biggest skeptic you've ever met. You'll soon learn that. And I'm telling you, it happened. It happened and there's no way to explain it. I hate to to leave that cliffhanger, but we don't have enough time because it's a lot to unpack. It's not really paranormal. It was in a huge phase where I was the thickest in the mud I've ever been with this spirituality stuff, really championing how powerful we are, that we don't really know what we are, that we're everything, that there isn't something separate from you. So if you want it to happen, it's as simple as moving your arm. You just don't know that. You've been indoctrinated for 36 years to think you can't bend a spoon. How long would you have to practice bending one before you could kind of shit? I was like way in that and this thing happened amongst others, but this big one and I have to wait till the next time specifically you both are on and we're going to talk about so it. So I, I, I'll i tell like two really quick stories. Do yours. Mine's too long. One I can't of do them, mine. One of them was I astro projected for like 10 seconds. Yeah, you mentioned that. Like I completely astro projected and I knew that I could leave my body and it was a really strange... And it was different, like discernibly different than dreaming. You really... Way different. Okay. Way different. I, I believe knew, in it, by the way. I, I just like to ask I, the devil's I, advocates. Yeah, no, I knew what I was experiencing. And I remember that at the time in my life, because I've thought about this a lot, and I've kind of been thinking to myself, like, what was going on in my life that, that made that happen? What was going on that was different? And the only thing I can think of was, like, there was a period of time where, like, a lot of things with the band were going really well. Um, there were like, uh, gigs that were kind of in line that I was excited about. I was for like a short period of time, I was feeling really good about everything, like feeling like I was being true to myself. And then I had this weird astral projection thing happen. And I'm like, holy shit. I was like, I can leave my body. Like I knew I could leave my body, but like, it wasn't one of those, like, I know some people who are like, oh yeah, dude, I'll like get up and like make myself a sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that kind of crap or or like, or I, I got up and I walked outside and walked to the end of the street and petted a dog and you know i'm like shut up but well, maybe you did but like i'm i'm like no i just knew i could leave my body and so like i have a different perspective about energy now because of that and a lot of people are like you're crazy and i'm like yeah you know what i don't think the fun thing, fact is you're really only, not so only, that's what the I'm only s- thing that's crazy is you thinking i'm crazy correct because yeah. you're you're close-minded what was the quote there's more things in this earth horatio than you could dream of in your heavens or something yeah. yes, i mean it's yes. so true something like, like that i butchered I, it but i believe that we can be so in tune with people that we literally can read each other's minds. Oh, for and, sure. I, and the, 100%. The reason I say this is because I've um, I've had dreams where uh, the person I was in the same bed with, we were in the exact same location, in the exact same store, looking for the exact same thing. Yeah. And we woke up and like finished each other's sentences about the dream. And I'm yeah. like, dude, that's fucking weird. Yes, yes. But the creepiest thing that ever happened to me is a friend of mine um creepier than the first story that was pretty weird weird. this is a different kind of creepy like the the girl that's like eerie like uh, scary movie creepy but this is more like like yeah vesta this is like psychic creepy her name you two so i was um in a, a sophomore in high school I had just broken up with uh, the guy that I was dating. His name was Patch, and my friend, <laughs> Ka- my friend, Good Ka- Patch. We were going to a, we were going to a concert, and my friend Kelly came over, and we, she was like doing my hair or whatever, and like she'd do my hair, I'd do her makeup, blah blah blah. And I was really upset about the breakup, and I was like th- sitting there staring in the mirror, and I'm like thinking to myself, "Oh my god, like who?" And I'm not, I am not saying this out loud. And I'm like, who in the hell? He's gonna show up with some girl. He's gonna be with some girl at the at the at the concert, and I'm gonna be so upset. And she goes, Holly Briggs. 
out of nowhere. And, and I, for I, no reason. Out of nowhere. And I'm go, what? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, where did that come from, Kelly? I'm like, what about Holly Briggs? She goes, that's who Patch is going to be with. Oh, she heard no. you. She heard your thoughts. And, and I'm like, uh, did I just ask you who Patch? She said, not not out loud. Oh, dude. I thought you were going yeah. down like Ooh. they were going to end up being there together. But you're saying she just read your she mind. She knew. No, she knew. Yeah, and yeah. they were there together. Oh, That's it gets amazing. even better. Yes, and they and they, but they weren't. I don't think they were there together as a as a couple. But still, but still, she was like, "Oh, Holly Briggs," and I'm like, "Holly Briggs, what? Why did you just say Holly Briggs?" She goes, "You just asked me who Patch was going to go to the concert with," and I said, "No, I didn't. Not out loud." And she goes, "No, I know you didn't say it out loud." That's crazy. Dude. Shit like that happened all the time with her. I love life. that. Like, you know what's all funny the is there's like this naivete in our minds when we're younger that kind of like weird. Like, like I think about how. We're like a species that like, what what was the thing? Species with amnesia. We're like, when we're younger, that shit doesn't freak us yeah. out. If you fucking finished my sentence right today, now, I'd be yeah. like, yes, yes. I'm a reformed Christian. I believe it. You know what I mean? Because I'd be like, what the fuck? But when we're younger, right. we're like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. My friend read my mind. And then we floated a cup over to us so we could drink it. So we were too lazy to get up. Okay. And you're like, who gives a shit? It's like, what? what is that? Okay. You, so you become desensitized to things yes because yes. life and adulting yeah trauma gets, gets in the way and yeah. trauma We're jaded. Yeah. so i have one superpower what i'll is tell it? you one more thing give it give it to us baby so i didn't realize i had the superpower but i actually can tell when people are pregnant really? before they even know it are you trying to tell me something no i know i'm looking a little pudgy but here's here's how i see it and this has happened i've probably uh, six or seven times i'm always right what? But I'll, I'll, a couple, yes. So, but when I see it, like I'd be looking at Nikki and I, I will see you full term wearing just what you're wearing full term. And I just see it like that. And, you're and so a couple times it's happened at work. This is interesting. We'll have another conversation after this. Oh, Jesus. But, so anyway, um, at work, I, I, I happened to mention that to somebody and, and they said, oh my gosh, I haven't told anybody. Yeah. I'm only like, as little pregnant as you could possibly be, nobody would be able to tell. I was like, what? oh, that's weird. But it kept happening, right? So then I, I did, um, I happened to work at a bank and I was doing banking school. So I was in Connecticut with a bunch of other bankers from all over the country. And there was this one woman, Tanya, and um, I looked at her and I saw her pregnant, right? And I thought, oh my gosh, I cannot tell her this. I cannot tell her what I see, but I can't not tell her. You have to. My, right. my It just kept eating at me. So I, I say to her, you know, you're going to think I'm crazy. And I tell the whole story about how I've done this several times and how it's always real. Well, we were in banking school for three years together. And um, um, so I t told her and she actually stormed away. She was angry at me. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. She thought you were I've made a big mistake. I've made a big mistake. So um, fast forward to like, a year later, we're getting ready to go back to banking school together because the, the year is over and we're, we get together in the summer in Connecticut. And she says, I have to, she called me and she said, I have to tell you something. She goes, you, you know, you remember when you told me I was pregnant? She goes, I wasn't pregnant. And I, and the reason I stormed away was because for seven or eight years, I've been trying with my husband to get pregnant. We hadn't been able to get pregnant right after you told me that I got pregnant. No, I promise you. She Dude. wasn't even pregnant then. How, how freaking weird is that? That is nuts. But but it's it's hundred percent. So we accurate. all connected because we're we're telepaths or something, empaths. So maybe my I have a friend whose mom 
does this similar thing, but not about pregnancies where she literally will like, she'll be out in public and it's very, she says it happens way less. Yeah. I have no control does. over it. It just That's happens exactly when it happens. That's like, exactly I'll just see what and I'll my go, mom's oh, friend no. said. That's exactly yeah. what my mom's friend said. She goes, all of a sudden, like, 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 boom, like, I'll know something that I'm supposed to relate to this person about a deceased relative or friend, and I can't not tell yeah. them. You're and compelled. I walk up to yeah. them, tell. and I'm like, I'm like, Mary wanted me to tell you that it's it's okay you did the right thing and people will like completely have these meltdowns. like epic meltdowns yeah. and because she'll tell them details that there's like there's no way you could have known this i used to have a take there's a guy named the amazing randy that's still to this day i think the amazing randy yeah i think he died he was a infamous skeptic How amazing could he be not very and yeah, he was cool, but he had a million dollar prize to anyone that could pass his test to show they had any type of supernatural power in any way. And no one ever did. And for a while when I was really jaded, I used to champion that. Where I'd be like, if, if someone was a psychic, you would have a habitual Powerball winner, but you don't. Or if someone was a psychic, you'd have proof that people helping law enforcement to actually find bodies that aren't fleeting uh, like uh, success rates. You would have that, but you don't. I've since changed my tune, though, not just because of this talk, but I've become less jaded by all this shit. And it's like, I don't think it's that cut and dry. I don't think it's that perfect. And I don't think it's that, like, distinct. I think it's more fleeting. I think it's more of a vibe thing. You can't flick it on and flick it off. Right, right. It happens when it wants, if it's a thing at all, right? And the thing is, the more I hear from people I trust completely, like you. Mm-hmm. I know you're telling me the truth. 100%. And the fact that your success rate's like, what, 80th percentile or something oh, like I've that? I've never gotten it wrong. I've never been wrong. That's insane. There is nothing to place that in. Yeah. My mind has nowhere to put that in its skepticism. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. But again, I don't, I don't know what it is. But here's the other thing. The thing I'm going to tell you guys about the next time, and I really am only doing it because I, it'll, it's a fun thing to dive down and it's going to take too long. It really happened. So like I balance all this against like the biggest skeptic, you know, I'm telling like, I really, I'm such a skeptic, but here I am experiencing this thing that to the, this day is the weirdest thing, not only that I've experienced that I've ever heard anyone tell me they experienced that, they, that they've all saw, and I wasn't the only person that saw it. So, so that gives tons of, well, not credibility to the public, but to me. If I was the yeah. only one that saw it, I'm like, oh, I ate a bad piece of you know, beef and I'm like hallucinating okay. or I was on PCP or whatever. But no, totally but I, sober. I think and, about the idea that we, we use what, a fifth of our brain Oh, and the, yeah. the right, 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 and there's so much more to us, but we've just become so shut off. I to, can't remember to, to what we can do. Did somebody? Pr- I want to say someone proved that wrong. That but we it, use more of our brains than we think. It's just, but it's still not like it's. You're right, but it's at a time or something. Like we use like 10 percent of our brain or something at a time. We can use the whole thing, but not at once. Well, some weird shit. Still, the point is, even if we use all of our brain, who's to say that that organ is the only thing that has any holds any power? I mean, like. What, you know, what if, I don't think our brain's the only thing to blame for whatever it is that we're all connected to in, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like it can't be, it just can't be. I, I, I don't know. These are topics that I'm absolutely obsessed with. I have to say, cause you guys would be really fun to do this. I want to do some like really fun, like Halloween special. Why don't we all three, why don't you come back? Well, you need to come back long before then, but why don't during Halloween, you guys come back and we all go to a, 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 a psychic. Yes. Would that oh be my fun? God. Oh, I've been oh, to a psychic. Okay. Oh, do a group no reading or something? Yes, I yes. actually have a story and I'm going to try my best to like be, I don't know, like I'm not going to get into any details, but no, give I, it. I was with someone 
and I broke up with this person and I was up at Orno. Oh God. And there was a psychic there, right? And I'm like, eh, whatever, this will be fun. Take my mind off of things. And oh, so no. I was like, so should I like get back together with my boyfriend? And she was like, no. And I said, why? And she goes, because if you do, something will happen that will change your life forever and you'll have to live forever with this issue. Knowing that you it. knew this. Yeah, knowing right? that I knew this. And she was right. And what, was, what happened? I can't say. Oh, but but uh, it was right. But she, but she was what she was one hundred percent. Like she could not have been more like spot on. And and it was like, and I'm just like, oh, I'm at Orno, and I'm just like gonna like go oh, see, like you know, like you'll you'll never forget it. Like you'll never forget what happens. And I'm what? like, okay. And she was right. It was unbelievable. You know, and I haven't been to a psychic since. And that's what I say to people. So here, I'll t I'll tell you this about my thing that blows my mind: the chances of it happening in a way because it, it comes back to this in a way that was completely outside of my control and the only thing uncanny was the timing of it is still one in billions it's yeah. that's still magical to me the fact that that so same thing the chance that she just says that and what is the chance that she could say that you know and as a fake right. and have her be right what would the chance of because there is a chance someone says that right but the percentage of that chance happening is still magical mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter that doesn't deflate the the story right and that's where i've come to now it's like oh so you just had a problem with the foo-foo end it's still magic it's still unexplainable and it's still crazy yeah and that's i think yeah that's where i'm at now it's fun you know i think i i, I lived a um a life where i could not have to challenge some beliefs that I had kind of built so that they were always right because no, there was nothing to yeah. bounce them off. So this is really good. This is really good for that. You have to, you have to challenge where your, where your uh, walls are built. Kind of like, um, people who like don't believe in us ufos versus like have you seen ufos like yes. i know so many people that have seen you i've seen sky phenomena i can't just yeah yeah i didn't see like a like i know people that have actually claimed to see like the silver actual I've ships seen, i've seen a ufo I've my seen husband has seen a like very close-up ufo yeah, no like shit. I know multiple yep, up in people the county. that have seen UFOs. Unbelievable. Really? Yeah, people 100%. who have pictures. No shit. Mm -hmm. 100%. Dude, we need to do, all of us, if you guys are more than welcome back, we should do a few different fun Halloween stuff. Yes, and you know what? Yes. You want to? You know what you should do? Dress us up for your episodes. Yeah. Dude, how dope oh, would that no, be? No, no, no. I don't need to be dressed up. I love Halloween. <laughs> I, dress, I, will, I need I to be dressed up, Mickey. So we, you should dress, dress we should dress up as the, the witches from Hocus Pocus. I'll be the chubby <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> you can be uh, the blonde. You can be the ringleader. I'll be the, <laughs> the redhead. Okay, so I've had two drinks, but I love you guys. I love oh. you. I love you guys. I tell you all the time. I love so both of you. You fun. guys are fantastic. I'm serious. I love that now you're not only the first episode, you're the one and two. You guys are going to have to come back and just be the hosts. Well, hopefully I just screwed like myself. It. Oh, they'll love it. We have like less than five minutes left if I'm hitting that mark. What do you, you guys, what do you think? Did we miss anything? Parting notes, thoughts, uh, any like, fun euphemisms you want to leave people with, words of wisdom? Should we do like a, qu a question round? Yes. And, like, yes. And I have round. it. I like, have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, meant yeah, to do this. Question yes. round. I want from both of you guys, because I like your minds. I want, because we're media folk, I want to ask guests is there three things? What four things, if you can, starting with you, a book you think people should read? Oh, any doesn't have to be new. Oh, I I love. Um, I think it's called The Cabin. Okay, that's I've heard of the it. Greatest books ever. A movie you think people are sleeping on that that they really should see. A movie they should see. Yeah. 
or TV show or whatever in that vein. Oh, Outlander. It's a series. I like it. Love it. Three, a song, album, or artist you think they're missing out on. Oh, anything by heart. 100%. And four, you might not have, you don't have this one. I was going to say a podcast since this is what we're doing. But I figured we're all media folk. A lot of the people I'm going to have on are going to be in the industry, whether it's music, movies, whatever. So that'd be a cool question. A book you think people should read i already i mentioned it um in the last episode that we recorded which is um think like a monk by jay shetty i gotta listen yeah i, I need to do, i'm gonna get it on audible tonight and listen to it while i'm in the yes. shower um movie or tv show you think people are sleeping on that they need to see so i can't remember the title of it off the top of my head but it has um it's a, it's about aliens but it's about it's a, it was released within the last few years and it's um, the the female lead character is like a redhead, and she oh my god, I can't believe I can't the fourth remember. kind, maybe yeah, and Where it's like, like the, cut in with the aliens some... do like like almost like ink blot things oh, on the no. glass. Um, 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 Daniel, dude. I know, uh, I, I know. She's got. I can't try to. If remember. it didn't, it should have won multiple Oscars. It, it was, was so good. They. they they don't even experience they, linear time. They actually communicate in circular. Yeah, they like communicate in. I know. Oh, I'm so good remember. with movie names. I Amy, cannot believe. Is Amy Lee? Amy, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Amy Adams is the the, is the, the knowing lead character. Oh my god! I know what you're talking he's, about. He's googling. I can't remember it. it. But also, my movie. My movie was my book was the shack, not the cat. The shack. Yes. Oh yes. While. Arrival. Arrival. Fan Arrival. Fucking yes, fantastic. Yes. Arrival. Yep. Um, an album musician, or even a specific song you think people would benefit from hearing? Um, when it when it comes to musician, I, Greta Van Fleet. Oh, like, yeah. Gre oh, Greta so Van good. Fleet. When it comes to an album... 1989? Uh, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to say 1989, but I was going to say both folk, Folklore and Evermore by Taylor Swift. You love them. Oh, I, love I do, and, and the reason I love them is because the storytelling... Yeah, the storytelling and the the imagery that goes with the storytelling, and also that like you know they're not like I don't and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they're not like sickening sickeningly pop. Yeah, Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sure. like there's like there's, there's a little more depth that there's you wouldn't so, expect. There's so much more depth, and and like all the things that she sings about on the albums are like seem kind of like it, it, if it's not relatable, it's such a great story to hear. Either way, you're bought in. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the last podcast? Oh man, on purpose with Jay Shetty. Dude, you're a Jay Shetty fan. I want to download that book. Me too. Jay Shetty. Um, I saw before I do mine. It's I all, saw the it's Bill's fault. Bill. It's I Bill. saw the roast of somebody. And do you guys know Nikki Glaser, the comedian? I love yes. her. Dude, Jewel She's was awesome. one of the roasts. And she goes, she goes, oh, Jewel. She goes, I don't know whether to make fun of you or your teeth. I can never decide. <laughs> she goes, you guys call her Jewel. I call her Trailer Swift. Oh, I laughed no. so hard, dude. I woke up Kelsey. I was watching it last night. I laughed. Trailer Swift is so mean, but so well written. Oh my god, that's gosh. ridiculous! I love, I love those. I love those roasts. Oh, she's—they're oh, so good. I, we need more of that. We're we're so sensitive. My four. Um, what did I start with? A book. A book. A book. Ah, oh, dude. I, I I'm I'm having a hard time answering my own questions. I really like Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars. I don't know mm. that it's journalistically perfect perfectly accurate but i think it's a really good peer into maybe some things you're not thinking about even if it's wrong it will train you to open yeah. your mind to some shit you don't think about um a movie i uh 
I think everyone slept on bad times at the El Royale. It has like one of the biggest stat cats you've ever seen. I'm such a cinephile. I love movies. Um, it's like everyone was like, how do you afford that cast? It's because the director was so good, they all took cuts to be in it they because he's it. so good. They wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It feels like a timepiece from like the 70s, but it's new. It's re- You guys would both like that a lot. That or Mulholland Drive because I love ambiguous like art pieces. You guys have had to see Mulholland Drive. I've heard of it. I don't think oh I've, I don't think God, I've it's seen so it. Oh my God, it's so good. No. It's so good. Wait a minute. Is it kind of like horror-ish or suspenseful? Kind of. Is, is the dude- It's like a fever dream. It's weird. Who's the lead guy in it? Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah, oh yeah. You know the guy that's like um, the dude, not the dude, uh, but the guy that's like from Vietnam. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's the guy that is? Is him? That's the lead in Mulholland Drive. Maybe. It might be. I don't. I don't know who the lead is, and usually I'm good with that. That okay. was a weird cast, though. They weren't like they didn't go on to be like like a lot of those like in, like Vanilla Sky. Like Sophia uh, Vergara, yeah, yeah. Or, no, not uh, not Sophia Vergara. Um, oh, Daniel, dude, I'm killing it. Anyway, I know you're talking about. Yes, fantastic. Tom Cruise, fantastic. Um, music that I like. Yes, Justin Thoreau. There you go. Um, music. John Mayer's new record's pretty dope, oh. but that's an obvious one. I, everyone's gonna listen to it. Um, ben Howard. You guys would benefit from hearing him too. Ben Howard. Very ethereal. Somebody just talked about him in class the other day. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's folk, but he's way out there. Like I produced a song to kind of emulate him and it's still like the only feedback I've ever got is it should be on a soundtrack because they don't, you couldn't put it on radio. Mm -hmm. What station would it work for? And podcast, this one. And with that said, I want to thank Nikki Hun and Laura Hudson for going the long haul with us because these two are literally gems. You guys are fantastic. Can we do this more often? Can we make oh, this regular? Yes, absolutely. What the hell? 100%. What are we doing? Absolutely. We've, we've got it set up. I'm not even going to tear it down because I'm going to like send them pictures every other day. Be like, miss these seats? I'm like, dude, chill. We'll come back. This has been another episode of The Working Title. For the record, that will change. And I welcome opinions. I have been Daniel, Nikki Hunt, Laura Hudson. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>